It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, our French romantic. Bonjour. Uh, bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Hello. Bonsoir. I am Angie Taylor. Simon is your romantic. I am your realist. So, Simon. Angie. Um, I want to first take calls because we're jumping right into the end of last night's show. And I want to know what people think. 855-905-8255. If you didn't tune into the rendezvous last night, it sort of ended. We're still like not knowing where we're going here. How long do you fight for love is the question. Um, this all came from a caller who was saying, hey, um, the girl I'm with said she's still in love with her ex. Mm-hmm. And you said, take a break, fight. And I said, no, there's no such thing as a break. It's a breakup. I said, if you are in love. Yes, but how long do you do that? That is the question. Okay, so even if you're in love, where does your dignity come into play where you just say, they're telling me where they're at. Why am I not believing them? I should walk away. Why do I want to keep hurting myself? So let's just back up. One of the things when you and I disagree on that is that you say, if, if a man tells you, I miss my ex, Yes. You say, I say, out. Out. And I said, I would say, what do you miss about him? Why? If it was, because I love you and I want to know what's going on. It's we we four months into it. Like, what is that uh, going to help you, though? Are be, you going to try to because do what it, they're doing? It's, it's maybe not the ulala. Maybe it's something, maybe it, she's missing the attention. Maybe there is things he used to do better. I don't think the idea to break up everything without listening is a good idea. I want to hear her. Okay. As soon as I hear her. I miss my ex. I'm like, okay, bye. And I'm out and goodbye and you're out and I'll see you later. Like, I don't want to hear anything <laughs> okay. else after that. Oh, but yeah, let's hear yeah, what our yeah. listeners yeah, have to let's, say. Let's, exactly. Well, how long do you stay? How long do you fight for love? What do you do? Give us a call, please. We want to know. 855-905-8255. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. 855-905-8255. The topic is... How long do you fight for someone you love? Mm-hmm. Especially when they say, you know what? I miss my ex. Ooh, that's a tough one. Simon, you say, hang on and figure it out. I say, if walk you're in away. Love. If I, even if you're in love, I say, oh, walk away. Okay. But let's see what our listeners have to say. Eliana is on the line listening in Hatfield, Massachusetts on Mix 93.1. Hey, Eliana. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Bonjour. Good. Bonjour, Eliana. So what do you have to say on this topic? How long would you stay? Or would you stay at all? Um, I kind of have to agree. It it sounds, you know, like if some if somebody were to say, like, you know, you know, I miss my ex or I miss something specific about my ex, um, I feel like I would want to delve into the problem, but I also would be very hurt because that's a very blunt thing to say while you're in a relationship with someone. Right. Um, but on the but- other side of it, I'm definitely like a, somewhat of a hopeless romantic, even though I hate admitting it. So if I feel like there's something there and both people are willing to, you know, fight for the relationship, I say, you know, it's worth it. I agree. I mean, it's one of the differences on, on this point with Angie and I. Uh, I think it's always important to listen before you react. Even if you're upset, if you if you get hurt, if your ego gets hurt, I miss my ex, it's very hurtful. But I really believe in the power of conversation and giving time to reflect on what is she or he is really saying. But Simon, you even said yourself, if someone says I'm missing my ex, they're missing something yes, they are. from their ex. Yes. So let's say it's you are not making me feel the same way in bed that my ex was. I would say, you know what, this isn't pleasing me. Let's try this. I wouldn't say 
I miss I, my ex but, because he did it better than you. I feel like this person is not invested. If they say I miss my ex, they're trying to find their way out the door. See, I, I don't agree. I don't know if Eliana agrees with me, but I think that I miss my ex can mean many, many different things. But why would you say it? Because you're in pain. The only reason you do things is because you are in pain. Well, Angie. then see it shrink. I know, but... If you love the person you're with, you don't say, I miss my ex. But Angie, you the living witness that before you went to that new shrink that you love... Right. You could have been before, but you didn't. Or you but went I didn't to, say I miss my ex. But you, you, you said other things that hurt his feelings in the, in the well, past. Yes, but that is, that, that uh, is nothing that's challenging his manhood or challenging not, our relationship. But it's or, hurtful because we all, you, me, Ileana, we all make mistakes when we talk on the emotions. I don't want this yeah, to I be... Yeah, I said something similar to that before. Not like I miss my ex, but I remember I was being treated kind of badly in the moment and we were fighting and I, was, I said something like at least blah, 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 wouldn't do this. See. It wasn't I miss my ex, but it was like a comparison to try to hurt him. and To hurt him. Because Right, yeah. Eliana, and you know that that is the best way to but, stab someone is to say, well, at least so-and-so did this, and you're not this because so-and-so was this. When you suffer by comparison, it's so hurtful in a relationship. It really is. I'm I agree, it, but, I did, but it didn't mean I wanted to, I didn't want to leave no. the person. I just wanted them to hear me in a different way than they, you know, were. You did. And you, and he, right way, trust but. me, <laughs> he heard you. And when somebody says that, it sticks in your brain. So every time there's an argument, it's like, okay, what am I going to be compared to now? I would always think, like, if my husband said to me, well, at least my ex didn't do this, I would always feel like I was being judged by that person mm -hmm. and what they did that I didn't do. But interestingly enough, Eliana and I on this one, I think you're joining us in a little bit. We don't break up right away. We don't say out the door. We listen. We open oh, the door. I do with my husband. But no, no, I wouldn't I know, with somebody I'm dating. And I remember I said, if you are in love, even if you're dating, you want to listen. I think there's nothing wrong in listening before you decide. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, out the door. Oh, it's finished. Even if it's something hurtful. Because we all make so much mistakes. We're yeah. all so emotional. And do the best we can, Angie. Uh, yeah. Give a chance to dialogue. I understand, Simon. We all make mistakes. But, Me first. But using all the that time. that sword is a very dangerous sword to oh, use. You're right. When I, you start bringing up the X, ooh, it's bad. But maybe uh -huh. it can lead to better relationship in the future. Well, listen, Eliana, I know you have a question for us too. Can you hang on one second? We have to take a break, and we'll come back and get to your question too. Yeah, of course, no problem. Thanks. Awesome. Thank Great. you. Great. Hang on. I'm sorry, Eliana. I know we were going off on a tangent. This is from last <laughs> night's show. We're still talking about it. <laughs> we're going to switch gears and go to you, honey, when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking about, we were, how long you fight for love. And we have our caller still on the line. And now, Eliana has a question of her own, needs some advice. Eliana, what's going on with you? Um, so I've, I've been in my relationship for a little over two years, um, and we live with each other. Um, we've known each other longer than that, um, but he was in a very long-term relationship with someone who she was like a little bit mentally and like verbally abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically we call it like PTSD almost like, um, mm -hmm. he still, you know, has a lot of those feelings from, his previous relationship. So he's very like sensitive when it comes to intimacy. And I was just kind of wondering um, how I can be, I guess, a better partner when it comes to, you know, being understanding about that when it comes to intimacy, because I find myself, um, I'm usually kind of the one initiating everything because he's that's a little, a you know, like he like overthinks things. He convinces himself that that's not what 
I want, like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That's a great question, Simon. Mm-hmm. In anything in life, if you have PTSD from something, you're going to take it into the next experience that mm-hmm. is, true. you know, uh, somebody hurt you in love before, your next love relationship. If you see any signs of anything, you're going to immediately have that. I did this with my husband, too. And you said, what can I do to reassure him? And I think that's such a great question to ask because you're not taking the stance of, well, I'm not her. I'm completely different. You're saying, what can I do to help you get over that? And I love that you asked that question. And Simon and I both have an answer for that. Can you hang on one more second? And and we'll give you that because a lot of people deal with this situation when we come back. Is that cool? Yep, no problem. All right, great. Thanks, Eliana, for holding on. How do you help somebody get over the last? That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We still have Eliana on the line listening in Massachusetts on Mix 93.1. Hi, Eliana. Thank you for staying. Yes. Saying um, that your your two-year live-in uh, boyfriend, he's kind of punishing you for past partner's mistakes and you're saying how do I help him get over it? Simon, what do you think she should do in this situation? There's a couple of things that comes to my mind, Liana. The first thing is patience. So as time goes by, uh, the patience with the reactions will, will slow down. But where I think he has to do the work and not you, and that's why I so believe in therapy, is that no one but him can really help himself when it comes to that. If it was my girlfriend, I would say I'm not going anywhere. I love you, but you need help. You just said the right thing Um, because I had this issue with my husband when we started dating. We've been together now nine years. We haven't had this issue since. And I used to start fights with him all the time. And I had PTSD from other relationships. And he finally said to me, what is the deal? Like, what is really scaring you? And I said, I have abandonment issues. Anytime there was a fight, we were broken up. That was it. And he said to me, I will never leave you. I'm not going anywhere. And for some reason, that to me was Mm -hmm. all I needed to hear in that moment. So really dig in with your partner. Find out what the issue is. Is it abandonment? Is it cheating? Is it whatever? Let him know, I will never do this. And I think also go with Simon's advice too. In the meantime, you have to assure him, I'm not leaving. I'm not cheating. I'm not doing anything. I promise you. Of course. You have to say, I'm here with you. But you need help. Yes. And the most kind, non-condescending. We've kind of danced around like that conversation. So it's definitely, it won't be from out of nowhere. So it's good to know that like letting him know I'm here. Like I'm not going anywhere. Let him know. You or we should talk to someone. We make everything in the we, not in the you. Sound good? Definitely. All right. Good luck to you. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simonandangie.com also. Always. Always is our online, also our social, Simon and Angie, Mm -hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We get a lot of emails. People sometimes don't want to call into the show, Mm -hmm. air out all their relationship drama. (laughs) We're here for it, though, and we want to help you any way we can. Simon is the French romantic. And Angie is our American reality. She keeps me real and keeps it real. Well, you know what? You soften me up a little bit, and I need that too. So thank you for that. Um, So let's go to a date or dump dump email. Basically, this is someone who is dating someone, Mm -hmm. and red flags come up. Hey, do I stay in this or not? 
Um, this one comes to us, Simon, from Brandon, mm-hmm. listening in Franklin, New Jersey. Franklin! On Max 106.3. He said, I recently came out of the closet, but not to everyone. Mm-hmm. The guy I'm dating is completely out, and he loves to make out with me anywhere, anytime. We get lots of looks from people. It makes me sort of uncomfortable. I told him, and he said that if I think he's too extra, that I shouldn't date him. I just don't know if I'm ready for all this. Should I date or dump him? So, Simon, what do you think Brandon should do? (laughs) There's a word that I love, compromise. Because we all have to compromise. So I would say, Brandon, you can talk about it with your partner. You can say, here's what I feel comfortable with. Here's what I don't feel comfortable at this stage. Uh, don't also misunderstand that when I'm not comfortable with something, doesn't mean I don't love you, I don't am attracted to you, I don't not with you. Because mm-hmm. we all have different levels, by, by the way, about this public affection. Yes. And so compromise is the key of success of many, many issues in relationships. And I would talk, Angie. I would I would say date. Date and compromise. I know she's just date, date or and compromise. Date okay. plus compromise. D plus C. And well, what do you say, Angie? This is oh, definitely date, yes. but you have to let him know where you're at. Yes. So boyfriend has been out for a long time. He wants to shout from the mountaintops yeah. when he's in love. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like when you're first in love with somebody. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to show everybody that my husband and I were the most in loving, lovingest, lovey, lovey couple ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so your boyfriend is trying to just shout out from the mountaintop because he's in love. Mm-hmm. And you are not comfortable with that PDA yet because you haven't done that kind of PDA yet Mm -hmm. and he is so you have to let him know like Simon said I'm not comfortable yet you have to like take baby steps you just came out of the closet and you're not even out to everybody yet and not even on a level of being out how many times have you dated someone who were way ahead of where you were that wanted to tell their friends and their family and everybody they're dating you and you're like, wait, I don't even know if I like you yet. Maybe Brandon's boyfriend is just way deeper than Brandon is. And Brandon's like, that's a good point. Angie. Not even could like be, a sexuality issue or out of the closet issue. It's like, wait, I don't even like you like that yet. It could, it could be totally, totally you probably something on, on something on. It's totally right. possible. Totally possible, Angie. Because, you know, if you were there, maybe you'd be there. Maybe that would be the one that would be like, hey, I'm ready to shadow from the mountaintop. So it, it could be that too. So it's a good talk to have. Have a talk. Yes. If you want to be in it, have that talk. Yeah, date and talk then. Date and talk. Thank you so much, Brandon, for your email and follow up with us. Let it let us know how it goes mm-hmm. because I'm interested to find out. Thank yes, you please. so much. More of the rendezvous when we come back. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. We were just talking um, about this date or dump email mm-hmm. that came in, and it was about how much PDA are you comfortable with? Let's say you're super in love mm-hmm. with a girl. Yeah. You're like smitten kitten. Are you making out in public? Are you... Oh, you know it. You I'm are? A, I'm, a, I'm French. French kissing. French kissing in public. Between the tongue. Of course. Wow. Angie, I mean, it's in my culture. Are you sitting on the from... same side of the booth? In the restaurant, same side. Oh yeah, of course, of course. You are, <laughs> of course. I come from Paris, France, where we make out, make love. We sit on the same side. We I are love the that. river, the Seine. Love we... it. I do. What about you? So okay, so I'm all over you, and uh-huh. and, and I'll uh-huh. shout it. You know just, what? Just I, I love more than anything that my husband does with me. If we're in a group of people or whatever, I'm sitting next to my husband. His chair is here. I'm here. He will do this. 
and pull his chair very next to mine or pull me next to him. And that to me is like, oh my God, he wants to sit so close to me. I want to rub his like, it's so cute. It's like, I just need to be as close as possible to you. And I love that. But do you French kiss in public? Do you do any? We did, I think, in the beginning a little. Oh my gosh. So I will tell you a quick story. But this was like our first weekend together. I flew to see him in LA. We went to a Tribe Called Quest show. And we were making out the whole time at the bar. And the bartender was like, ew, you guys are so disgusting. <laughs> we didn't even make it for the Tribe show. We were just like so I love that. heated. For and real? Excited. Yeah. We left before the show even started. That's like, what I'm That's how about. crazy we okay. were about each other. We still are. But no more tongue. No, no more, more French kissing. No. No. You never French kiss ever? Maybe sometimes. I love French kissing. In public? With a bunch of everybody anywhere, around? I don't porno care. tongue. It doesn't exist in my That's mind. That's porno tongue. The everywhere doesn't exist or any people around. Oh, the everywhere doesn't exist. When you're in love. <gasps> I love it. It's a beautiful Simon Says. Oh, I'm going to save Angie, that for I the mean end it. of the show. Yeah. All right. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we were talking about um, the French kiss. <laughs> earlier because you are from France. Je suis from France. Le French kissing, le bisou. Is le... it? Okay, so people, let's say married people, mm -hmm. like to your parents. Well, yeah. I don't know about your parents because they're older. But like married people, do they still French kiss every day, do you think? All the time. All the time? Who has Everywhere. time for all that? It, you know, you well, can't no, just like stop real quick. And... Because I don't know if I'm wrong when you say that. You can tell me if I'm American man. But I think that there is something about Men in France who really, this is a, a, a great style. We love French kissing our girls. I love it too. I love it too. But do you feel men in America are less into it? No. Past I don't boyfriends? Feel, mm, no. no. I mean, my husband and I still do. Yeah. But I feel like if I start on that, like there's no stopping. Because maybe I just wanted to make out and didn't want to go full ooh la la. But if I start like the French kiss, uh -huh. then he thinks it's it's on. <laughs> well, of course you think it's on because that's what we all do. I mean, at least Can there. you guys just make out for a little while and go sleep? No, once you are in the ooh-la-la mood. Excited, once, once you're yes, excited. you know, you feel you want to make love. Well, this survey, Simon says, that nearly one in five married couples go without kissing for as long as one week at a time. And when mm. they do kiss, it'll last no longer than five seconds for almost half of them. So they're not, like, making out. It's just like a smooch... You know, a peck. I love making out. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. But guys can't just make out. That's the thing. I feel like once you start making out, that well, once that train leaves the station, yes. you're not going back. That's true. Okay, so I want. I, we have this um, research about the five reasons why married couples don't French kiss. Uh -huh. Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about the kiss. In your relationship, especially if you're married, do you still French kiss? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. And Simon, you're from France, where the French kiss originated. What is the origin of the French kiss? Was there one dude that one I, day decided to put his tongue there and it was like, okay, <laughs> then it was on? What I happened? Just, I, I don't know why American people, English people, call it the French kiss uh, because we don't say in French le baiser français. You don't say the French kiss, you just say the kiss. Le baiser. Who did it first? Was it Simon? Marcel, <laughs> or was it somebody else? Okay. I hope it was somebody else. So five reasons why married couples don't French kiss. I say that my husband and I still do. Not every day, but, you know, a few times a week. And I just feel like once that starts, there's no stopping my husband. So you, you know it. There's no such thing as just, like, having five minutes of French kissing, and then we go our separate ways. He won't let that happen. So mm. um, number one, pleasure kissing can be more intimate 
than going ooh la la. Uh, many couples report that kissing is more intimate. Um, back then, when you were in high school, kissing didn't have the same meaning that it does in marriage. It was just playful. You could do it all day. Remember how you used to kiss all day when you all were in day. school? All day. All day. But let's be honest. Do you think in high school, the, the reason we were kissing all day is because we were so young? Yes. Or because we enjoyed it so much? I think... It- Maybe both, but we were so young, and plus, I was too scared to do anything else. Right. At that point, I was not experienced yet. I knew I liked kissing, but I didn't know about anything else, so I was like, okay, I'll leave it here for now. Um, For many married couples, this is number two, Ooh La La focuses more on the end game and less on intimacy. So That's a great question. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. I feel like, and what this is saying, after a long day with kids, work, a million other things to do, sometimes married couples just want to feel good without having to put a whole bunch of time into it, which is sad. I feel like the best ooh-la-la I have is on a day where my husband and I are relaxed. We haven't been working. Weekends. Yeah, weekends where maybe we've gone on a date. There's been some romance. And then it's like, you know, it's not... Um, more regimented, or we feel like we need to get this in because we want to. We don't want to be that couple that doesn't have ooh la la every week or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, number three, sometimes you desire for intimacy doesn't show up until you start kissing. Most people want to feel something, passion, excitement before they kiss. However, in marriage, desire can start after you start kissing, which is what I was saying. That's where it usually picks up steam. It's interesting, Angie, because I've heard also women say about their boyfriend or husband, oh, he just won't do the lie. He doesn't even kiss me anymore. That's unfortunate. Have you heard that too? I've heard that. I have heard that. I've heard a lot of things from a lot of different people (laughs) of things that go away. But yes, Uh, one partner always has kissing expectations. Um, If we kiss, it always has to lead to the ooh la la. That's what I'm saying. It's a natural thing for the man. But they're saying one or the other. So maybe for a lot of women, it does too. All right, (laughs) more on kissing when we come back. Welcome back to the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, our French romantic. We're talking about French kissing. We are. And how, you know, some married couples don't French kiss anymore, which is sad to me. I enjoy it. I love it. But I don't every day. Um, I would every day. You would every day. I, I you do. would find a moment to steal away. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I just love this, this well, I movement love it too. of French kissing. I love it, too. Sometimes the time is not there. We're talking about five reasons why married couples don't French kiss. And then number five on this list was one partner always feels anxious about it. It's so awkward really? to kiss since it's been so long. So it's kind of like the whole, have you ever heard the term, if you don't use it, you lose it? Yes. Okay, so that's what people are saying. Like, we haven't French kissed in so long, it seems weird. But if it's to that point, you got to just get it over with and make it normal again. But I've I also learned once you know how to bicycle or swim, you never forget. And that's absolutely right. So, so don't be afraid to get back on the bike. Exactly. Get on the bike, even and though you haven't been on it. Twist that, that tongue. Turn it. French, turn it. And, and yes, spin, spin, and spin. Bisou, bisou, bisou. Bisou, bisou. Which means kiss, kiss, yes, kiss keys, in French. Yes, kiss, kiss, kiss. That's one French word I know. Kiss, kiss, kiss. So um, I was asking earlier why it's called a French kiss, and our producer, Jill... Did some very um, sneaky Wikipediaing. And, and depth it research. was first known as Mariachange. Oh, yes. Maréchanage. What is that? Was the old terms to describe French kissing. So it was just known as that because of the people? Uh, apparently. Maréchanese? Yes, who in, uh, from Britain, so Bretagne, France. And because. In the 1920s. The Maréchan in the 1920s, yes. So uh-huh. the idea that the French people are sexually, what does it say here? Go. They're liberated or even promiscuous. That because means of you that. Guys, you guys want to do it all the time. 
We want to make ulala. You just said we. Yeah, we. we. Yeah, just leave it at we. It came out. Of, did you see that? <laughs> it came right out. Yeah, all the time. All right. There, there is our history lesson on kissing. But at the rendezvous, we encourage you go home and French kiss the one yes, you love. Yes, please. Ah, uh, and see where it goes. Yes, one for the team. All right, more of the rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our phone number, 855-905-8255. If you need love, dating, romance, relationship advice, whatever it is, or comment on the show, we are here. Let's go to the phone, Simon. They've Mm -hmm. been ringing for a minute. Uh, Right now listening on our new affiliate in Highland, Utah, on My99.5. Here is Kate. Hey, Kate, thanks for finding us. Bonjour, Kate. It's so good to talk to you guys. I'm excited to finally find you on the radio. Um, <laughs> we're so happy that you did. So what's going on with you, if you want to start with your question? I do have a question, because, it, and it goes back to a lot of the things that you talk about, about balancing everything in your life. And mm-hmm. I talk to my friends that have, like, multiple children, lots of them, and they say it's impossible to find romantic time. I think it would be easier, because I have one child. And if you have more than one kid, they can entertain each other for a little while and you can kind of get away. But the one child is always right there. She wants company. She's always yeah. knocking on the, hey, knocking on the yep. door. What are you guys doing? I, I will say that I, I understand that because I have one child myself. And, you know, she's 12 now, but growing up, you know, always, because you're the only one there to entertain them, right? Well, let's come back. I want to hear what's going on with the one kid, how it's affecting your love life. Because even one. Even having dogs will affect your love life. Oh, please. Hey, listen. There's a lot going on, okay? What if you have a dog with Alzheimer's? Excuses. And and hip problems? You got to take him to the vet? I don't know what it is. All right. Excuses. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're still on the line with our listener, Kate, on our new affiliate in Utah on My99.5. Hey, Kate, you still there? I sure am. Okay, so Kate was calling because uh, Simon and I, you need some advice. You're saying, hey, I don't know how to do some balance because I have a child and you're married. How long have you been married, Kate? I have been married uh, 18 years. 18 years. Okay. And so what is the issue with balance? Are you trying to balance? um, Are you not having uh, the romance anymore? Are you not? What's going on with you and your husband? Well, no. I mean, we're we're very attracted to each other and it's. We have a lot of sparks, so we're super lucky as far as that con- is concerned because most people I know aren't at this stage in the game. Right. But we both work a lot, and then when we're not at work, we feel like we owe it to our daughter to spend mm-hmm. time with her. So yeah. obviously when mm-hmm. you are spending time with her, there's no there's romance. No <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, we feel guilty a lot of times just to set something aside and say, okay, you know what? We're going to do something without you. How old is your child? She's 14. Is she at the point where she can stay at home alone for a couple hours or anything? Or is there someone she can? Yeah. Okay. But she's an odd teenager. Most teenagers would be like, yes, get out. Leave me alone. And she's kind of the opposite. She's like, well, you know, I get kind of lonely and bored just sitting here all by myself. Well, can you have, like, one of her friends come over? That's what I do with my daughter sometimes. My daughter's about to be 13. And if my husband and I want to, like, walk down the street to the restaurant and have dinner for a couple hours, I'll say, hey, why don't you invite one of your girlfriends over tonight? You guys hang out. At least she has some company. 
and it's somebody that she likes, not a babysitter because she's, you know, 14 years old, right? She doesn't need right. a babysitter. Oh, she just needs companionship. So it, that's hard when you have a child that's an only child because they're so used to getting all of your attention. I would suggest a friend. What do you say, Simon? I, I, and uh, For the record, I am not a parent directly. I'm a godfather. But I have a question for you, Kate, because I was intrigued. You said you feel guilty. But guilty of what? So explain to me, guilty of what? Well, I mean, when you're a working parent, you don't get to spend as much time with your child as you want to. Can I tell you? Can I tell Simon and, and and back me up if you think this is true, Kate? When you have a child, especially mm-hmm. in this day and age, we are so trained as parents now to be constantly entertaining and stimulating our children. And you go on social media and you see all the other moms that are like Pinterest moms and they're doing arts and crafts every day and they're going on some safari or learning experience or museum every day. And you're like, my gosh, I work all day. My poor kid probably thinks I'm the worst parent ever. There's a constant guilt that we're not stimulating or having these special moments every single day with our kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where true. So we we never feel like we're doing enough for our kids ever. So because I was raised so differently by my parents who were out every night doing this right. and and I, that never stopped my mom was a huge feminist. And even when we were young, so, like 70s, 80s, yeah. our parents were just like whatever, kids are kids, like we're going to go out, you stay at home, watch TV. And and it didn't stop us from from evol- evolving to good right. adults. So that's why I was just wondering and I'm glad and she explained it to me the guilt thing because my parents didn't have any guilt with us to yeah the thing at night for dinner and right. that was that I think something good you can do for your 14 year old and alleviate some of your guilt is show her that you are still in this loving marriage with your husband of 18 years because- and show her like hey me and dad got to have date night why don't you bring a friend over tonight she needs to see examples of how relationships are supposed to work in order for her, I mean, she's going to be 18 and Four years. out of the house maybe. Who knows? Having relationships of her own. We want to show them that this is what it's supposed to be like, not just us entertaining them all day long. Yes. Oh, no, I... You're absolutely right. I mean, she's going to have to grow up and look to uh, – she needs an example of what a relationship yep. is supposed to be. The parents are the, the first example of everything in our life, good or bad. Absolutely. We learn to love or hate yep. you know, uh, each other with our parents and the way they treat each other and all this. So Angie's 100% right. Romance okay. is a key part of a healthy family life. If yes. there's no more romance at all, yeah. it, it unbalanced the whole family. It's good for you and your husband, and it's good for your daughter to see that too. So you're an awesome mama. Yes. You're an awesome woman. You're an awesome wifey. Just you know, make some time to have fun. It's key. I'm going to do it. I am. Yes. Right. I'm glad you called us. Yes. Thanks for your call, Kate, really. Thank you. Right on. This is awesome. All right. Thank thanks. you so much, Kate. Enjoy the night, and thanks for checking out The Rendezvous. Thank you. More when we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you missed any of our show, please check us out on our website, simonandangie.com. Mm-hmm. All of our podcasts, back episodes, everything. Um, Tonight we had a great show. How long do you fight for love? That (laughs) came from uh, Alexa's phone call. Also, making time for the ooh-la-la when you have kids, which can be hard if you have a long day, you're working. That was just Kate that we spoke to about that. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about French kissing, PDA. And it's sad to know that... Most married couples don't French kiss anymore. We got to make more time. Gotta that, kiss. Uh, also, Brandon's date or dump. That's where your Simon Says came in, Simon. Thanks, Angie. I said the everywhere doesn't exist when you're in love. <sighs> Meaning when two people are so in love with each other, the rest of the world doesn't exist. Where they are, 
people around. It's just you and him or her, and that's what matters. It's tunnel and, vision. Uh, isn't You're only it? focusing on one person. That's one of the signs. You yeah. know you're in love. Yes. And suddenly the world is just you and him or you and her. It's so true. I remember the night I fell in love with my husband, we were in Las Vegas. And you know Las Vegas is constant energy, a million oh, yeah. people, a million parties, things going on. I couldn't tell you what happened that weekend except for him and I, because I didn't know anything was happening around me. We could have been in the woods. We could have been in the ocean. I had no idea where we were because I was just, it was me and him. I miss that feeling. It's uh, a great feeling. It's, I've had it a couple of times in my life. You'll it's, have it again. It's extraordinary feeling, isn't it? It's the it? best. When, when that starts The world to... could have collapsed around us and I would never have known. So Exactly. Yeah, you'll find it again. I'm you looking will. for it. And if you're looking for it too, you will find it, Simon and I believe. <laughs> yes. Thanks. True love. Yes, true love. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. More tomorrow with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.